Welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games and video game adjacent topics. I'm Adam. I'm Cole. I'm Ben, <laughs> aka the Sun. Went in a weird order there. Yeah. <laughs> um, lot of stuff happened this week in gaming. Well, not a lot. Couple, couple good games launched. Big thing. Big yeah, thing is Monster Hunter. Yeah. So we'll talk about that today. A uh, couple interesting news stories. Uh, but why don't we start with uh, what have you guys been playing? Oh boy! Um, picked up Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm. How is that? Because I hear nonstop good things about that, but there's 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 been at least two other games launched this week that I picked up. Uh, yeah, I'm playing. I think all of those games that that dropped. But um, yeah, my, our, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is a lot of fun. It's a yeah. very like easily accessible intro fighting game. Have you been playing it all, Cole? Yeah. Um, okay. As far as like the ease of play, it definitely seems like the midpoint between Street Fighter and Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. I like totally where see that. every character has the same. As far as like controller moves, it's all it's all the same. It's uh, like sweep up B, sweep up A, sweep up X. I'm playing I'm playing on an Xbox 360 controlling computer, gotcha. so whatever it is for uh, PS4. But um, what what's the story mode like? Because there's apparently a story mode. The story right? mode is really cool and it's very self-aware. Um, so like kind of the story is that uh, Goku and all the other Z fighters all of a sudden one day wake up and can't move their body. And so there's this being that goes in their body and allows them to fight. And you're the being. And yeah. um, there's clones that show up and you have to fight the clones. It's a very convoluted Dragon Ball style yeah. like anime storyline. But uh, it, is, is the end goal to get the Dragon Balls? No, they turn to stone. What? <laughs> it, what good is yeah. this fucking game? That's like, that's like at the beginning. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that. Uh, the main thing that has its hooks in me is Celeste. Yeah? I've been playing, playing a lot of Celeste. I've been playing a lot of Celeste. That game is a lot of fun. It is scratching like... Yeah, this is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It is. It's really fun, really accessible, um, and there's a large roster of characters that feel different enough. Then, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, it, we how how big is the roster? Is it like everyone you'd want? Twenty, twenty some odd characters, and they've already that. announced eight DLC mm. characters. Um, and like I know those have been data mined already. So they like, have. They have all the boos. They have uh, Big Boo and Kid Boo, not Super Boo. Mm. Do they have uh, Cell? They have Cell, Frieza. Frieza, of course. Um, uh, got, obviously, like all the the main characters. Like, yeah, and Yamcha's really good. Yamcha's good, huh? Yamcha's like one of the best. And the, Does like, it in hurt this, you a little bit to say that, Cole? Well, no, because I always feel bad for Yamcha because <laughs> it's like he was the first kind of main villain in Dragon Ball. It's like he's the first recurring character that yeah. shows up, except for like uh, Emperor Pilaf and them. But he's like the guy who lasted the longest. But even in the story, he's like. Why do you guys want me to fight with you? I, I suck. Yeah. And Goku's like, no, you just gotta train more. Come on. And he's like, are you sure? Although there's like really early in the story, Goku's like, I love having you around, Krillin. For you're a good friend. Like he goes, you always have a sensu bean. Like you can always give me a sensu bean. I, I gotta I have someone it. to throw yeah. me those sensu beans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do they have like? Uh, is there like super moves for all the characters? Is there? Is there what? Is there super moves for all yeah, the characters? Yeah. So each. The, so kind of how the controls play out is there's like basically your your light, medium, and heavy attack. Your A attack is all, or your A or X attack, depending on what you're playing on, is always a key attack. So it's always like some kind of blast, but it's different for each character. So like Goku's is just like he throws a bunch of little like fireballs out. But Krillin's is he like fires this like two beam thing that can either go forward or you can direct it up and it'll like land somewhere randomly on the map of an enemy. Yeah, like a mortar basically. Um, so each one of those is different, and then each one has a super move that is, it's none of the like convoluted like forward, forward, left, X, A. It's always, I think, quarter circle back. It's always sweep up. 
Sweep left sweep back, left bumper, yeah. yeah. Sure. And, um, but each of the moves are different. So for like Goku's, it's like he'll like warp behind someone, hit them, it goes into the animation. It's just a giant like Kamehameha blast. Um, but like some Boo of them... Boo turns like... I think each one has like two, depending on which direction you swipe or depending right. on what the, the level... It's depending on what level of super you have at the bottom. Like there's a gauge of seven. If you have three, um, you can like do the next one up and like Boo turns them into candy. Uh, I think like Piccolo has... Ult- uh, Death Ray. So it's really easy to like yeah. pick up a character and jump into the game, um, but they all feel different enough, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also stick pretty close to the anime. Like Captain Ginyu's super move is he swaps bodies with the opponent, which is what he does yeah. in the anime. But then it's like you completely throw off an opponent. So it's I, like I haven't played Ginyu yet, but I've heard. Have you played with him? A little bit, yeah. So doesn't he just swap in the other members of the Ginyu Force for his attacks? He, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, so it's like Pokemon Trainer almost from Smash Bros. Right, yeah. right. But he also, like, he'll, um, I, I know, like, for most most part, I, like, played with him a little bit, but just because I want to see what his uh, super ability does. His super ability, like, will, he, like, shoot, he does his, like, super move and then swaps bodies with the opponent. So if, like, you're playing Goku and I'm playing Captain Ginyu, now you're playing Ginyu and I'm playing Goku. So if you, like, main Goku... I can make it so oh, you're, you're not... Oh, actually not, you're not swapping places. No. You're swapping, like, movesets? Yes. That's fucking weird, dude. Yeah, it's, um, it's oh, weird, shit. but it's such a Dragon Ball thing to do. 21 does a lot of that as well, where she'll, like, the new character 21, mm-hmm. uh, she'll grab people in, like, Steel Essence, and then she gets their moves. So, um, depending on who you're fighting, because each, each fight is 3v3, and so, like, so you're she's, constantly... She's Kirby? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good analogy of, like, it's like Street Fighter meets Smash Bros. Yeah, almost. it's... Yeah, which I've heard a lot of like Arc System it, games are kind of like that. Visually, um, is fucking awesome. It's amazing. Like they, I mean, it's Arc Systems does that. Like it's very pretty and it plays like, very well. Guilty Gear and yeah, um, well, it's badass. Yeah. So, so Celeste. C- Celeste is an amazing game. Celeste is awesome. Uh, how far have you gotten in Celeste? I am on the final level. Okay, I'm not that far. I'm okay. Probably, I think I'm six or six missions in, maybe seven or seven worlds in. I will say that game. So, if you don't know what Celeste is, it's a beautiful pixel platformer uh, that that focuses on uh, basically just how the character can move. And as you progress the game, the levels will sort of introduce new uh, ways to traverse the world uh, and also new challenges because of those ways to traverse the world. Um, but your, your basic moves are that you jump, you can hang, you can hold onto walls, climb the walls, but also you have a dash. Uh, and you put all those together for like an extremely tight platformer that's really, really fun to play. Um, but the thing I found is that like, the level design is super hit or miss for me. Yeah. I got to, like the first few levels were awesome. Uh, and then it throws you into this weird level with red balls. And yep. the red balls just sort of like go in a, in a solid line until they hit something. and. That level specifically feels less like a like platforming through like different rooms and like this is an open kind of area world and it's yeah. really easy to get lost. Yeah. I, I got lost in there a lot. Yeah, that, I think that's part of, part of the problem is that there's there were so many jutting pathways that you can go to that it wasn't that fun. But for the most part, this game sort of does the Meat Boy thing where the levels are or the the not the levels but the the, the challenges are bite sized in that you have one screen you need to get from one end to the other and if you complete it 
it'll take 15 seconds, but like, so there's no, you're not going for three minutes and then dying and restarting. It's, it's all quick bite-sized things. But then there are sections where it is like, this is a minute or two long run of you have to be perfect and don't, like any, mm -hmm. like one hit where you'll die and you have to restart the whole thing, which is a huge pain in the ass, but uh, those sections are still fun. I, I love that. I actually, I love that aspect, but I'm also like, I love this. I, when I first saw the trailer for this, I was like, oh, it, it kind of reminds me of Super Meat Boy. Um, it's basically if Super Meat Boy and Towerfall had a baby, mm -hmm. which makes sense because it's by the guy that made Towerfall. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it's it's doing more clever things than I thought it would. Like I really am enjoying just the minuscule story it tells. There's like I wouldn't call it minuscule. It's a, it's a, it's it tells some really cool stuff. Like on it, it, it's a story that dabbles in like questions about mental health and yeah. things like that, which is good. Yeah, um, but like it's not like you know it's not pushing. I guess, I don't know, it tells a really good story. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. But um, I'm also really liking like the puzzle design, the layout, uh, and kind of, I guess I would call them bosses at the end of each of the, the chapters. Yeah, so, um, so, well, some chapters have bosses, some don't. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're interesting. It's sort of, it, that is very Meat Boy-esque to me, where like that, that some of the bosses, you're just running away from them while you try to get to the end of the level. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's fine. Um, yeah. I, I do like it. Uh, that game offers like such a scope of challenge that if you're into challenging platformers, that you'll you'll never be dissatisfied because you can go from the, the regular levels are hard in themselves, mm -hmm. and then there are the B sides, which are like remixed versions of those levels that are so stupid hard uh, that like unless you really enjoy like masochistic games, which some people do, including myself, uh, you'll you won't like them. And then there's C sides. Yeah, I was gonna say I was looking through the achievement list and I saw that they're even after the B side or the C side. I've never even seen the C side. I don't even know what those are, but I, I think I'm one of those people that is kind of the I love the toughest nails games. I will probably 100% this, like get all the strawberries, do all the tapes. Yeah, some of those which sounds crazy. Yeah, but, some of the collectibles are really hard to get. But that game is that game is really good. It's it's also a perfect Switch title. It was something oh, yeah. I picked up. I was in Nebraska. That game's actually kind of big for what it is. It's like 1.2 gigabytes, yeah. which I was not expecting. Uh, but I downloaded it in Nebraska, and I played it all the time over there, and then I played it on the flight home. I've, I've just been like, it's. I got on the Switch as well, and it's been my, like, just, I'm going to sit here and play this level real quick for, it's a really, really good Switch title. It's just yeah. like, a, I can go here, sit down, play a level for two minutes, move on to whatever I'm doing, and the soundtrack is great. I, it is. It is. Yeah. There's definitely times in that game where I felt like I needed to just put it down for a minute, which is great because you can just turn off the switch and put it in pause and walk away. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I can recommend that one. But there's other big games this this week as well. Um, but uh, I have been playing uh, a couple games. Another Switch game re released this week, Darkest Dungeon. Oh, you picked mm. it up. It's great. Yes. Yeah, I had okay. to. Um, I felt obligated because that game's so good. And I was on going on a trip. I think I actually released two weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. Two Fridays ago, maybe? Something yes. like that. Um, yeah, it's Darkest Dungeon and it's on the Switch. If you have a Switch, if you haven't played Darkest Dungeon, check it out. I've talked about that game ad nauseum, so I won't talk about it anymore. I actually picked that up as well. I haven't had a chance to play it because Celeste then kind of took its spot. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I will say is that some of the UI is a little hard to navigate because it's smaller in the Switch screen. Okay. Like when you take like a, a, a PC screen, you like shrink all those, like mm. there's a lot of UI in that game and sometimes it's a little small, a little yeah. hard to navigate, but. I hear that the touch additions are a very nice like like thing in the game. Yeah, they're, they're welcome. Cool. Um, but I got one other thing uh, since I've been here last and that is uh, I really wanted a solo board game so I picked up a game called Kingdom Death Monster. Oh, God. I saw your photos. Oh, my God. Ooh. So if you haven't heard of Kingdom Death Monster, um, 
It is, imagine, it's kind of like Monster Hunter. You are in a world where you need to fight monsters, gather their materials, craft armor, and then take on bigger and better challenges. Um, so the game sets up and you're, there's a bunch of people that just wake up in a field of skulls and it's all dark. And the, the game has a story too, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this weird lion creature with human hands and he's just ripping people apart. Um, okay. And then that's how the game starts, is you fight him. And the combat is kind of D&D-esque, where you have character sheets and stats that relate to how, how your roles uh, execute. Hey, that's those are my guys that I made. How many miniatures are there? Uh, I don't know the numbers of miniatures, but there's like, there's seven or eight bosses and a ton of survivors. All of the, there's armor sets in the game, kind of like Monster Hunter, and every armor set has a miniature representation of it, and I believe it has a miniature representation of it for every four of those characters. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And also, weapons also have uh, a representation, so you can mix and match, like, if you if you like a certain armor set and you want to take pieces from one, you can, you can make it all work together. Okay. Fucking awesome. Um, you want to play this now, don't you, Cole? Yeah. So the, the combat works, it's so good, dude. So the combat works like basically you, you draw from an AI deck. All the monsters have, the, first off, the game has like a thousand cards or something like that. Um, so you draw from an AI deck for every monster. And so it'll tell you to, it'll tell you first off who, you, who it's targeting, uh, and then it'll tell you what it does. And it can be things from like uh, grab them. The, the, some of them are really thematic, like the one is like you grab the, the person in front of you and then the lion just runs away with it to try to like eat it. And so okay. like now then you have to like spend time like chasing it down uh, during your turns. Uh, and then when it's the player's turns, they roll and if they, they get a hit, they draw a hit location. And then the hit location can determine things like uh, if you if you if you fail to hit it, like you, you have to roll another time when you get the hit location. And if you fail to hit it, then he's going to do like a counterattack. But if you if you get a critical wound on it, then you can like cut off his hand. And then anytime you draw a move that he would use his hand in, he has a critical wound that is permanent for him. And so he'll have to like do he'll like he'll fuck up and won't be able to do his attack. But then he's like spewing blood everywhere, and all the survivors are like ah. And then he like he <laughs> <laughs> this straight up sounds like Monster Hunter yeah, board game. Yes, and then he yeah, and then you get like insane. Um, so the game is all about super difficult, challenging, grinding monsters and uh, getting cool loot. Uh, and your characters will die a lot. But the thing is, is that it's not about the characters per se, uh, because when you once you beat the monster for the first time, you start a settlement. So every time between fights, you'll go back to your settlement, uh, and the settlement starts. The first thing you do in your settlement is you learn language. And then the survivors start talking to each other and they're like, what are we fucking doing here? We need to kill more monsters so we can get more gear. This shit's crazy. So, so it's civilization meets monster hunting. Right, it's, it's like, this is, this is the birth of this weird civilization and there's a bunch of evil monsters. And they're like really, it's, it's very Monster Hunters meets Dark Souls meets a board game. This sounds awesome. Yes. Uh, so in your civilization. I need to get this Yeah, game. Cole and I keep looking yeah. at each other like. I hate, I hate to say this, uh, but the game does cost $400. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, all right. Um, it was like. You want to go halfsies, Cole? Yeah. Like, like, uh, I'll go I mean, in, you go in, we'll maybe sell a kidney. So um, when you get to your settlement, you you can build up different vendors, things to make gear for you, and you can upgrade the, those as time goes along. Um, like things like the, the lion, there's a specific vendor you can get called the Katarium, and he will build lion gear for you. Okay. And you assemble your gear on a gear grid, and the way it's assembled on this three by three grid determines like if you get bonuses that will like activate special abilities for you. Mm -hmm. um, you can also upgrade your characters in, uh, 
like in certain events, and so like characters will get better, but they do die often, like to the point where you cannot get attached to a single character. Period. Um, and if you if your characters die, you go back to settlement, and then you have a pool of survivors. That oh. pool can grow, wax and wane. Like if you 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 can have babies in, in your settlement, um, but if you run out of people, you restart the whole game. And it's a campaign-driven game. So as time, as time goes on, you're, you're, you have a, a settlement tracking sheet, and you're tracking the years that go by. Uh, and you'll see on the sheet, like, in at, at year four, some dude named the Butcher is coming, and you better be fucking ready. <laughs> and that's about where I am right now. Um, and the last part of the game is when you go out to fight a monster, there's what's called a hunt phase. And it's pretty simple, like there's a, a board that goes left to right and there's like 10 or so spaces. And every time you, you'll, take a, you'll take a step over and you'll draw a hunt card. And there is a list in the book of one to a hundred different events. So you'll roll dice uh, one to a hundred and the event will occur. And it can be stuff from like, you found a sword in the stone. If you draw that sword of the stone, you get a fucking legendary sword. Or it could be stuff like, hey, guess what? All your characters just died. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you fell in a pitfall. Um, <laughs> right. but, but I've been playing it solo, and it is such a good experience. And as soon the, the game has like a ton of expansions, and as soon as the expansions come in stock, I'm buying them all. Because it also has, like you saw, amazing models. So yeah. I'm spending all my time like building the models, and eventually I'll be painting them, but I want to level up my painting skill a little bit. See, these are the models that come with oh. the core game. They're beautiful. Okay, cool. After this, oh. me and you are going to the bank, we're making a withdrawal, we're gonna go sell some blood, or plasma, or whatever is we it, need to. So, okay, it's single player. Is it also multi? Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. How many people can play? Four. Four, okay. Uh, there's technically variants for five, I think, but you don't want to play with five. It's a, it's a, four, it's a up yeah. to four player game. So two, two more questions. One, are you naming your characters after people you know? Yes. Okay. So we had a we had one incident where Grace, my girlfriend, um, she was fighting the lion, and she like threw, threw a stone at the lion and chopped its balls off. And the, the card said, "The lion didn't like that. He's very mad. And no matter what, for the rest of the battle, he went after Grace. <laughs> so every attack, he's like, ah." That makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. said like if you lose a limb and they draw an attack that like relates to that limb, they can't do that attack. Right. Is there like are there ball related attacks? I didn't. I haven't seen a ball related attack, but maybe there maybe is. Maybe like come back later there. and it couldn't have offspring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my second question is: Are there adorable cats that will cook you food? Nope. It's not an adorable mm. game. It's the most grim, dark, gross game ever. But that sounds that was awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like my new favorite board game. Cool. What cool have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing. Uh, Monster Hunter, Dragon Ball Fighters, and then also uh, a group of people over at Animation. We've been playing Here's uh, of the Storm lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just because uh, we had some people who like wanted to get into MOBAs and just kind of see what it was like. It's, That's a really good entry level. MOBA. Yeah, it's it's perfect. And like also, how can you not love Blizzard characters? Right. They've been pushing a lot of Overwatch characters into that game too, right? Yeah, lately, a lot. Like, um, Hanzo, how many Tracer. Are you buying characters for that game? I bought one a long time ago. I bought uh, Sylvanas. Okay. But um, but she's ridiculous right now. Like uh, in mob like her basic attack can freeze a turret and keep it from attacking you. So it's like that's she, pretty broken. And in MOBA, yeah. that's the, the when you're trying to kill turrets, it's yeah. a pretty good uh, yeah. it's a pretty good thing to have. Nice. So um yeah, she's she's freaking awesome and I, I bought her like at in beta or I don't even know if she was out in beta. I bought her a long time ago. Okay. Um but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, there, I don't know if y'all y'all played at all, but um, they do a lot of cool things that I feel like other MOBAs don't do. Um, like, 
very unique characters. Uh, me and, uh, you remember Brian Lee? Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh, playing Cho'Gall. Okay. And so, um, and wow, Cho'Gall is like the... A two-headed, two-headed like, ogre, ogre. Guy, right? Well, so Cho'Gall is a two-headed ogre in the game as well. And it's two people controlling one body. Oh, that's really cool. Does it take up two character slots? Yeah. What? But that's interesting. he's stronger, like he has more health than anybody else. And so, um, like, what happens is one of you is the physical side. And, can, like, as you move around, you, you're the person who clicks. Uh, you're the person who punches, uh, throws bombs. You're all the melee. And yeah, like... all the melee. He is the mage head, and he controls the other arm that shoots magic while you're doing that. So Dude. while you're walking away, he can be throwing spells. Um, so is he, like, in a 1v1, is he always going to win? Since yeah, he's... probably. I, I mean, as long as your people are competent enough, like... If you're just kind of sitting there and another person knows how to like, like kite you and uh, get away from your attacks on the physical side, or if you're the mage and I mean like uh, uh, there's uh, Sergeant Hammer, so if you're outranged, but uh, in in any competent fight, uh, he should win. Wow, I, I can you're... imagine how that must be over voice chat. Are you just like oh, it's hilarious because um, there's also moves that like when you throw the bomb, the other head has to ignite it. Oh. So you throw it, and it's like rolling at people, and you're like, "Oh, I threw the bomb! I threw the bomb! Blow it up now!" Um, uh, also, there's like an aura that you can change. That's either you take less damage, or you do more damage and heal yourself. And so you're constantly having to flip between that because if you turn off that aura, you're taking more damage. Okay, um, dude, that sounds awesome. I don't even want to play mobas, but I want to control a character with a friend at the same time. That sounds fucking it's, awesome. It's hilarious, and uh, like, of course, Blizzard their attention to detail. Um, much as Cho Gall is a combination of the Ogre Cho and the Ogre Gall, mm -hmm. it combines your player names. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, come on, like this is perfect. It's fucking um, awesome, man. Goddamn. But yeah, just been grinding through that and very nice playing right. that. I might have to jump back into that. It's well, have we all been playing Monster Hunter? Yeah. Why don't we talk about Monster Hunter and monsters? <laughs> Monster Hunter is goddamn the best game I've played in so long, and I'm not a Monster Hunter guy. I've never, I've tried one Monster Hunter before. I've, tried I've the, never played either. I've tried Monster Hunter on the 3DS, and <laughs> I found it to be... It was hard on the 3DS. It was hard to control, was one of my biggest problems. Secondly, it it had the steep learning curve. Yeah. Um, and it, it sort of like throws a bunch of shit at you, and it's like, go do it. And you're like, oh man. And then like the, the resounding... Uh, sentiment, sentiment about that game that I had heard was like, you need to play with friends, but then that game didn't have online play, it just had local co-op. Yeah, uh, I think the second 3DS one, they added online play, but it was, I mean, on a 3DS it's convoluted. It's like, totally. how do you get through their system in one piece? Um, but as a, as a new player, mm -hmm. that game is extremely accessible. I spent the first hour like, really intimidated, like I played the beta, and first off, the beta for someone who has not played Monster Hunter, pretty much wasn't worth playing. Uh, yeah, it was... be because all it does is throw you into a mission and you, like there's like a timer and you're like what am I doing and you're like here are these monsters right in front of me do I fight these ones yeah and it's, you don't know what you're doing yeah and that's, the... that's how kind of how my experience went it was like I don't know what I'm doing the beta like it it pretty much felt like it just served to test servers yeah and I... because even for like uh, I've, I've been playing since one on the PS2 and even then it's like it got rid of one of the most fun parts customizing your character. So you have experience with Monster Hunter? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and so yeah, like when, we were, when the beta came out, it was hard for new people to pick up, and it didn't like really service 
what we were wanting because we were like, I want to build my armor. You're just picking a default weapon and then going out, right? Yeah, like there's only one element type for each one. So like, if you're fighting something that's weak against fire and you want to use the longsword, too bad. Like, you're yeah. But but it turns out that game's real good. I was kind of apprehensive. I wanted to give it a shot because like preview material for it looks so good, and like people love that series, and Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to get into it and. It took me, like, the, 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 the one thing I'll say about this game is that the main story really takes you through the systems. Mm-hmm. And after the first few missions, I was like, oh, I get this, okay. The little Jagras, they're like, they're little baby monsters. You don't have to worry about them so much. Big Jagras, that's a bigger monster. You've got to hit that guy a lot. Yeah. Then it introduces you to, like, the, the one monsters that, like, have a, a rock in their head or, like, a hard head. And so when you hit them, you bounce right off. So you have to yeah. figure out how to get around them. Weak points. Right, and then it teaches you about, I think the next one is... The Pukey Pukey? Is that the next one? No, I think it's, I think it's the... I think it's the one that steals the egg. Well, it's like a very agile monster. And then the yeah. Pukey Pukey teaches you about poison, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I, I think, because I'm at, I'm at the Pukey Pukey, or Pukey Pukey, or mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Um, so I'm not super far into the game, mostly because part of it was I spent like an hour and a half just messing with all of the weapons. Yeah. Uh, and the other part was just kind of like I read through a bunch of the wikis so I can understand like, what's this meter? And what do these items do? What's a whetstone? Mm-hmm. When do I need to use it? Because it's like... It's a very fun game, and they drop you into that hub world in the beginning, and kind of just, there's that. Mm-hmm. This is where you can buy weapons. This is where you can get items. All right, go for it. And yeah. so I've spent a lot of time just trying to learn the UI and the system. So I'm at that beginner phase of, I really want to play this a lot more, and I can already see where it's going to hook me, and mm-hmm. I, that's all I'm going to play for the next like two or three months. But for right now, like I'm still doing a lot of learning, so I kind of understand that steep entry curve. Yeah, I, I feel like... I had a friend just sort of tell me some stuff preliminarily mm-hmm. and just told me to follow the story and sort of explain a couple things that they didn't talk about so much and I felt like that was a great primer because I was able to, to get right into it. And I think I'm, I'm like 15 to 20 hours in now, mm-hmm. or maybe not 20, but probably closer to 15 to 16, but um, god damn, that game is so good. And, mm-hmm. and it has the, the carrot on the stick so good yeah. because every time you kill a new monster, you go to the smithy and you're like, all right, smithy, what do you got for me? And he's like, check out what you can make potentially is a whole set of armor. And it's like, what do you got for my kitty cat? He's like, check it out. Another set of armor for kitty cat. <laughs> kitty cat gets me armor. <laughs> it's and they, so satisfying. And as you're progressing, it like shows you that new set of armor. And then there's one item on that armor that you haven't gotten yet. So you got to go fight the next monster to get that that new yep. armor, and then you get that new set. Yep. To but there's me, one item like it's constantly that. Yeah. To me, this game is like Dark Souls meets Destiny, in that like it has the Destiny hub world. It has the Destiny like. Well, it's hardly a. It's, there's the gathering hub, but like I never go to that because every time I go, it's like a five minute loading screen, and there's no one there. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Okay. Um, I wish I wish it did have people running around in Astera. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know because you you go there all the time and. It's just this nice little hub world. It's beautiful. There's a canteen to hang out in. Like, why couldn't they have people? That'd be really yeah. cool. I didn't know. I wasn't aware that they, there wasn't people, just because I haven't had a chance to really dive into it at all. No. So, so there, there is a gathering hub you can take the elevator to, but it's oh. a separate little ship thing. Uh, and I've only ever seen like one person there. I'm not saying that there are people there, but there, I think there's been some network problems. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, I've only been playing with squads. What do you okay. say? PS4. PS4. Okay. Um, I, I, there was one convoluted thing that I didn't figure out until yesterday where, um, you know when you go to the quest board, you can you can join a quest. Yes. And if you join a quest, you can look for a signed quest. And every time I would do it, it would be like, there's no assigned quest. And I'm like, how, how is there... How is there five million people playing this game and no assigned quest to play? Yeah. Um, then I realized like you have to join a session with, uh, with like up to 16 other people and they have to post a quest, mm-hmm. which to me... 
it's like one extra step that there shouldn't, like it should yeah. just be like, I post a quest, anyone in the world can join it. That seems like a very Japanese game thing to do though. Like, in terms of you, like, finding those 16 people and... and but I, I also haven't found, like, a huge session. I've, yeah. Like, the first time I played, I had a session of four people, and no one joined my quest. From what I understand, like, the one gripe with the game right now is how the networking is being handled. And yeah. they've been working very hard. Apparently, a patch was released, I think, this morning or last yesterday night. afternoon. Yeah, last night. Yeah. For Xbox One players, that fixed a lot of their matchmaking issues. Uh, PS, PS4, like, when I went to play last night, I had to update. Oh, and, cool. And, uh, yeah, I know, I know that they're constantly trying to work yeah. to... Like, they were... They also like heard everybody griping about how to join a multiplayer session, mm -hmm. which I think is a little convoluted. But I think people are making it sound a lot worse than it actually is. I I've had great luck uh, using the SOS floor for random people. Yeah, and I've also had good luck doing caught with my friend. Yeah, uh, the one thing there is a convoluted step to that though. And if you're doing an assigned mission and there's a cutscene in the mission, yeah. until that cutscene actually plays, you cannot join your friend. Yeah. So oh. like if you're ahead of him and. Like the cutscene, the cutscenes generally happen like when you approach the monster and you're about to fight. So like, I was, you know, I'd be in party chat with my friend and he'd be like, all right, I'm approaching the monster. And like, it has to go through the whole cutscene. And as soon as the cutscene's over, like I can join, but there's like a good minute where it's like loading the quest and then I have to depart. And, and uh, if you both are on that quest right now, you both have to watch that cutscene. Mm -hmm. So you have to go into your own mission, watch that cutscene. And if you want to play with them, hop out and hop in their game. Right. It sounds a lot more, it sounds a lot worse than it is. Okay. Well, it, it's not, I mean, that that part of it just seems... It's annoying. It's, I just want to be able to launch a, a, a co-op game with yeah. my friend. Yeah. Because if you beat a mission with your friend, you can watch the cutscene at the end. Yeah. Like, like there's the, the, we just did the one for the Ajanath, and yeah. there's an end cutscene. Um, uh, they have said they're working on that. They've said that they're, they hear that this is a kind of bad way to do it, yeah. and they're wanting to figure out how they can make cool. it better. Um, yeah, that game has like a lot of surprising little things. Like, uh, what's that? Oh, uh, that's my next question. Yeah. Is is so like one thing that they're doing very well uh, is like I love that they are like, all right, cool. Here's all of the weapons. Here's a playground. See which one you like. So yeah. like I chose the long sword because yeah. I just like katanas. I I had a really hard time deciding between. I spent a good thirty minutes. I was like, do I want the long sword or do I want the bagpipes? Because the bagpipes look like they could be a lot of fun. Bagpipes are really fun when you have like a solid group of people you're playing with because you're, right. you're buffing them the entire time. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. What do you, you play bagpipes solo? You can because um, <laughs> you're buffing weird. yourself. <laughs> you're buffing yourself. Um, Is there a weapon that goes along with bagpipes? I haven't tried them out. No, I mean your bagpipes are a hammer. They're like, you play it, they're like, like huge and they sit on your shoulder. I just imagine you like running from a dinosaur bagpipe on your so shoulder. Silly. You like. Bring the hammer down, and then while it's down here, you then reach forward and blow so into it and silly, play it. Dude. And uh, like it's it gives you defense buffs, <laughs> armor like attack buffs, resistance buffs. Um, I think it works. You, it's functional in single player. I think it works a lot better in multiplayer, just because while you're buffing somebody, they can be attacking the monster. Right. Um, rather than that time that you're stopping, having to play to get that buff, um, you can get attacked, and then I I haven't played. Bagpipes in a while because I know it's like you're kind of doing combos with your bagpipe playing, so you're like giving different buffs every time you play it. Gotcha. Um, That's cool. So, what, what are you guys' main weapons, or what are you playing with? Well, funny you should ask that. Give me one second. Oh, Adam. Oh. <laughs> Ashley's gonna come back to no table. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, that is so pretty. I like that I barely poke over the teeth at the edge of the sword. So, 
I made my decision before the game came out. <laughs> uh, Literally made your decision. Yeah. Uh, me and Marcus built this for our show, and uh, it now hangs in my office. But, yeah, I play the greatsword for obvious reasons. Uh, it's dope, and it has teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Like Which, that that's always your decision making. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it down here. Which, oh god. In all honesty, that like this sword or like the, the version of the sword in uh, the first game was the reason that my brother and I bought this game. Really? It was like we saw the cover, we were like, You could get that in a game? Like <laughs> Yes. So we bought it and then like found out how hard it was and our little little brains were just like, Okay, well we gotta try to get that sword. That's the end game is getting that sword. So how does the sword work in the game? Like, uh, it's extremely slow, but um, I'm learning more. That there's a lot of they don't actually tell you most of the combos. Like if you go to the training area, they'll tell you a few things, but there's a lot of stuff that is not surfaced to you. And probably the easiest way to learn is go online. Um, but I've become adept at at least using my charge attack. And so basically for me, what I do is I go after tails um, and and like other weak points, but mainly tails or heads. Um, so I just I put my weapon away. I run in and I do a charged attack, or I do like an upwards attack, and I, I try to get as many charged attacks in as I can, um, and then I run out. There's way better ways to play this character, but for me, it's like you run in, you get some good hits, you run out. Uh, okay. And there's also one move I discovered that if you have the monster near a hill, you can run down the hill and start sliding, and then you do an upwards attack where you fly up into the air, and you do a downward stab where it stabs through the monster, and like for every like couple feet it hits the monster, it goes like it gets another hit in. Mm -hmm. Super satisfying. And the trailer is the reason we made this sword because I saw it and I was like, holy shit, that's a great sword. Because um, goddamn, such a pretty game. You can see that it only has one. Handle yeah. on the, in the trailer, but I think when you pick it up, it extends. Oh, really? Yeah, I think when you unsheath it. So the next step for the sword is you make it compact so you can bring it places. Uh -huh. Surprise people. Get yeah, pulled it all down. Take it, <laughs> take it to cons. Uh, yeah, I'm trying the long sword, and I'm I'm still getting used to it, but I've practiced with it a lot, and it seems like a lot of fun. I kind of also want to try. What's the lancer type? Gun that, lance? Not the gun lance. Maybe it is the gun lance. It's the one that like you are very acrobatic and you can throw at. Oh, yes. Insectoid, yeah. 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 That one seems like a lot of fun, but that one seems crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're just flying around. Super mm. mobile. That's the Ajanath. He's a dick. He is no fun. Um, no, he's fun. How far have you gotten, by the way? Um, I beat the Ajanath. Uh -huh. Um, I got to essentially, um, the Great Ravine. Have, yeah, I've gotten the Great I'm, Ravine. You passed you. You got to the part where you're actually in the Great Ravine? I, ha I have the expedition to go in the ravine now. Got it. That's and, a, um, we're about the same thing. Instead, like, I've been playing just going on missions and, uh, that, like, kind of what we've been saying, there's a lot of stuff that is not really shown at the beginning um, or even, like, explained to you. Or maybe it is and I'm just like, now nah, I know everything and click through it. But, uh, so there's those bounties that you can turn in. Yeah. Well, w w along with those bounties, if you go and talk to that same group of people, mm -hmm. There's also investigations. Right, and those are, they're like Tiny. just separate missions to fight specific monsters. Yeah. To, to primarily to just to get the rewards from those monsters. And it's randomized, like which ones will be there. So if you ever want to fight a specific monster, go and check there first because it will offer more rewards than just the optional mission. Hmm. And those are timed, right? Like you can all, all the all missions are timed except for expeditions. Yeah. Or by timed, I mean like you're, there's if you move forward in the story, some investigations will disappear. I think it. I think they I think maintain because I, I, I assigned all mine, and I have like four hundred investigations to do. I think Ooh, as okay. long as you assign them, they're good. I've I've heard somebody was telling me last night that they do randomize, hmm. like maybe like daily. I don't know. 
I could be misspeaking, but um, I've heard like, oh yeah, go check those every chance you can get because you, you get a lot of extra uh, mats for it. Cool. So th the game has one thing that I will put a lot of people off, and uh, my best friend who I play games with almost didn't buy the game because of this reason, and it's that everything is timed except for expeditions. Mm -hmm. So like any mission you go on, and it's a 50-minute timer. I, th yeah. I think all of it's 50 minutes. I haven't seen anything that's less. <coughs> um, and 50 minutes is a super long time. Yeah. But having that looming threat of like, what if I get them, like, we, we were fighting the Ajanath last night for, it took us half an hour to beat it. And yeah. it was an incredible, like, it was such a battle. Like, yeah. we, we got two feints, and we, were, we only had one feint left. Yeah. And there was just so much crazy shit that happened. Like, my friend went and hid in the cave, and he's like, you can't come in the cave, don't worry. <laughs> and then the Ajanath was like, oh, I can come in there. <laughs> he, like, got down, he's like, runs in the cave. And it's just like, all you hear is, like, your friend screaming. And it's like, it's so tense and so much fun. But... If we had gotten 40 minutes into that battle, we'd be like, oh my god, oh, we're going to run out we're of fucking time. And, and that, that to me, I don't, I mean, as a Monster Hunter person, what is with the, why is there so much time stuff? There's, there's timers for the missions. Yeah. After you beat the monster on a quest, there's a one minute timer, and the, and the quest just ends. So yeah. if you haven't, like, it's not, it's not likely that you wouldn't have, but if you haven't scavenged the monster you just killed, it's gone. Well, that's happened a that. couple times where, when playing with friends, um, the friend will die, like, maybe right before the last hit. That sucks. And so they get spawned, and they're like, I have no idea how to get back. And so they're trying to run back, and they, they miss the... Um, I don't have a good answer as to... I mean, that's been like that since the first one. Of right. just, it just seems like a weird... It seems like such a weird implementation, especially because most of the monsters you'll beat in less than 15 yeah. minutes. I, also, the, the expeditions aren't timed. However, the monsters in there are. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and you don't know, they don't, they don't have, you don't have a good way to tell when they're going to disappear. Yeah. But it'll, like we started, every time we start fighting a monster, or not every time, but a lot of times we'll start fighting a monster and it'll say, hey, that monster's going to depart soon. It's like, what, what the fuck? I'm fighting it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you damage him enough to where he walks away yeah. and he disappears. Right. Um, they, they did make an addition to this game that wasn't in previous Monster Hunters, I believe, is the Scout Flies. Yes. And those, I, I feel like people were complaining uh, that are like diehard Monster fans, diehard Monster Hunter fans, that yeah. were like, you, you can't put in uh, a thing that will tell you where stuff is. That's just stupid. And it's great. Um, I, I, as a long-time Monster Hunter fan, I agree with you. <laughs> like, yeah. um, especially since they, because the old Monster Hunter, the zones were much simpler. Um, it was like, it also every zone was instanced. So it was like, zone one on the map. Okay, you have to go through a loading screen to zone two. You have to go to loading three to zone three. Huh. So now it's one open world. R right, yeah, that's cool. another addition. Um, that like you, like, as a new Monster Hunter player, yeah. I didn't know that, but I watched a review that told me, that, like, or said that, yeah. and they're like, here's all this weird shit that used to be in the game that yeah. made it super convoluted. Yeah. And it's not, like, I didn't know scout flies weren't, were a new thing. I didn't yeah. know that, that, um, that loading screens were a new thing. I didn't realize that like the level design of this game is incredible. And so with there being so many, like I mean, each map is huge, as well as it's vertical, both like above ground and underground. Right, and, th and there are pathways you would completely yeah. miss because they're just like, oh, there's some vines, but you can yeah. squeeze through the vines. Yeah, um, I mean, I was doing a hunt the other day, I think it was like, the I was doing a optional hunt where you had to kill two great jaggies. Mm -hmm. um, and, it took me like 30 minutes to find the trail for one, just because I hadn't paid attention to like, before I was just like kind of hopping in and going for right. it. So it was like, 
Okay, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna fail this because I killed the first one immediately, I and now I can't. And now it's like up in this area. And I was actually on. I was talking with somebody on Discord while I was playing, and they were like, "Oh, it's up in Zone Six." I was like, I've never been to Zone Six. Yeah. Is it? Uh, am I am I wrong to assume that like as you play through adventure story, like the main story missions, it'll unlock other portions of the map? Is that the, correct? The, the, or so are they always available the, to you? It'll unlock different areas. So like the the ancient forest, you unlock the areas in the ancient forest by visiting them. Okay. Um, but then as the story progresses, there are more there are more levels like the ancient forest where it's a separate world or a separate map to explore, and you know yeah, just yeah. as in depth and a things separate like map that. of twelve zones. If you didn't know, I didn't know this until last night. But in the bottom left of the screen. Not on the map itself, but on the on the UI. Yeah, it'll tell you what monsters are around, and you can yeah. you can you can track them that way. Yeah, um, if you have enough information, and that's the other thing is like you have to like build up your scout flies to be able to track stuff mm -hmm. by by like encountering uh, evidence of those things. Yeah, it's so it's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be playing this game for a while. Uh, one of my gripes as a new player though mm -hmm. is the control scheme. How do you guys feel about that? Um, it's not for me. It's not the control scheme as much as it is um, the there is not not just animation priority, but there's an, there's action queuing, which means like yeah. I can queue up my third attack before I've even done my second attack. Yeah, and and a lot of times I'll go I'll do my second charge attack and need to leave, but I've mashed the button or something. Yeah, and it's it's committing to my my second yeah. charge attack, which is like a good ten second animation where you like he goes and he yeah. does this and he flips and it's like you're you're getting yourself screwed there. But. That I'm so, still getting used to, but like um, I'm I'm still finding myself like dashing into an enemy ready to do an attack, and for some reason I'm still in maybe like bloodborne mode where I hit right R1 so, and I sheath my weapon right as I'm so going that, in to attack someone. That's the thing is I'm. I'm also uh, doing a co-op run through Dark Souls 3 right now. <laughs> so I'll be playing and like, nope, okay, that's the, not bumper, not bumper. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't use this fine for me. It's on Square, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which is where it is yeah. for Estes. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm okay with the scheme. Yeah. It, it, there's, the weapons take some time getting used to, because especially the greatsword, you think of a greatsword being pretty slow, but man, is it slow in this game. Mm. Um, but... It's really fun when you hit stuff. Yeah. It's so satisfying and tactile, and I, I've, start, I've gotten used to the controls now, where I can I can reliably do the attacks I'm trying to do. Playing the mini game where you jump on an enemy's back is fun. Um, I haven't gotten to capturing enemies yet, but mm. I really want to try. It's a lot of fun. It's harder. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like that comes because this entire game is learning more about your enemies. Right. It's learning more about okay, where do I hit it? What's it weak against? Um, even to the point like. What's its trail? I mean, I'm hopping into this map. I know that this creature normally sp spawns at zone six, and this is the path it normally takes. Um, where is it going to end up? Like, where is its nest? So when I weaken it the most, I can have set a trap there already, or can run ahead and prepare, or know that it's going to go sleep here. So now is when I can uh, whetstone up mm -hmm. and get ready. Uh, it just kind of comes with experience, yeah. knowing, yeah. knowing the game. The the Knowing more about your enemies thing is really cool because as you as you find more tracks and, and evidence of the the monsters that you're you're following, you go back to town, talk to the researcher, and he'll update your field monster guide, and that will basically tell you like, hey dude, this is what you found about this monster. Like here are its weak points. If you want to hit it here in the tail, it's short, stubby arms. Those are weak, weak. And then there are here are all the parts that you can break off for extra materials, mm -hmm. um, and that stuff always leads to like you get more shit, which is great. Um, and then it'll tell you a description at the bottom right. Will tell you like some some good ways to, to approach him, um, and it's just like 
it's so fun to like discover that stuff. Like the first time you fight a monster, every time it's like this is very scary and I'm scared. Yeah. But then as a field guide is going to be one of my favorite things to do as I play through the game. Yeah. It's it's really really satisfying. Especially since like while you're hunting a monster, you always I feel like they do this really well. You always see the next monster you're going to fight. Like that. So if you don't if you don't know what the Aginath is, it's basically a giant T-Rex with with like wingy things. It's like a vulture T-Rex. Yeah. Um, But. I was fighting the Great Jagras, which is like really the first big monster you fight, and I followed him into a cave, and to my left, it's like all of a sudden, giant head pops out and giant roar, and it was like, it was such a pants-shitting moment of like, <laughs> ah! and, and then you're, it's so funny, because when you turn and run, your character has the animation of like, of the way you're feeling, yeah. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> which is it's and so then, great. And then like, when you're finally like, you work up to that Ajanath hunt, you're like, okay, I'm ready to fight him. And then all of a sudden, a giant winged dragon comes flying from the sky. It's like, I'm just now able to take care of this dude. How am I going to take care of this thing? Right. Uh, yeah, that, that game does a great job of like, here's looming danger. Yeah. Here's here's what's going to fuck you next. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. The way the way it intros that first like the intro cutscene, and that monster, mm-hmm. I'm I, I I'm really excited to finally reach that point where I can fight that thing. Well, yeah. the, the great thing about that is when we when I finally did it last night with my friend in co-op. It was a 30-minute like epic battle that matched the build-up. Like that guy has been like a, a source of fear for me for like 10 hours now, and I finally got to fight it. It was so worthwhile and so much fun. Um, and then you can get cool armor. Alpha yeah. guy, sweet, Some cool shit. Your cat gets cool armor, dude. The cats. There's, there's. Have you done? Have you? What are they called? There's in the world there are other cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find these like secret colony of cats, uh, and they will give you quests, and then they will help you out. Mm-hmm. That shit's awesome. I love like, the it's stuff, stuff that you might not find. Yeah. But like, if you do, it's great. And it's like there's different types of them in the world as well. Like, I mean, I'm used to like the ones who's like, we're just gonna help you fight. Like, we're attacker palico. We're gonna. And then, like, yesterday I was kind of walking around and I saw one who was just kind of by himself. I'm like, oh, hey, little guy, what's up? And he's like, I'm a gatherer, Palico. So while we're running around... He's just picking shit up. I see that you. mushroom over there. I get that for you. Like, That's... So, does the game make you guys want to eat? Because those eating animations, the Palico cook yeah, up... Yeah, I watch that animation that's, every time. That's, that's another thing, is there's so much a little attention to detail. All those little cutscenes are fucking incredible. Yeah. I cheered the first time I saw that, that Palico yeah, one. Put the little thing down. Yes. <laughs> like little herbs, like, eh. The cutscene where they're making oh, like, the is. turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. you cooked that fish. And then he's so happy to be cooking. Everyone's yep. so happy hey, with their jobs. There it is. Like, Perfect placement. He did it. And then you eat it, and you're like, yes, hell yes. You go to town And you and your cat are both chewing and loving it. Yeah. yeah. Always, do, always eat before a hunt. Yeah. Is there? Is there? So, is it? Uh, is a monster hunter professional? Is there a reason to, like, I, I sometimes just eat raw meat, but there's there a reason to eat raw meat if you can do the canteen food? Because canteen food always provides more, or not raw meat. I eat well done steak, but is there any reason to do that if you can just do canteen food? Um, I think like, I mean, I think even if you do canteen food and you go into the world, I think it still boosts your stamina. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm saying like canteen food seems better than well done steak, or is that like you do that at the beginning of the mission and as, yeah. and as your buff runs off, you yeah. eat, okay, got it. Um, yeah, the, the game also right now. I don't know if you're playing on you playing on PS4. PS4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an optional quest that expires uh, the 8th of February that will give you Palico Watcher armor from Horizon. Horizon oh, Zero Dawn. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely got to that. And also a a um, 
a weapon from them. But later there's going to be another Horizon Zero Dawn quest that will give you Aloy's bow and Sweet. Uh, armor. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm I'm loving everybody taking their palicos and like trying to model it after their own cats. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I, I yeah, I found one that was like I think I walk into my hometown area and the palico comes in and sits down. I was like. I have an exact photo of my cat sitting like that. Right. And just like, I'm going to make him as fluffy and black as I possibly can. I, If I have one request for you, Capcom, it is, or well, maybe two requests. <laughs> I have a spotty cat at home. His name is Solaire. He's a Bengal. And I love him. And he was sitting there while I was making my palico. And he's being such a good boy. And I said, I'm going to make my palico look just like you, buddy. And you can't. Because there's no spots. There's no leopard print. Give me some leopard print. That's all I want. I'll pay for it. DLC, two bucks. I'm in. And also maybe some better beard options, because yeah. they're they're a little sad. The beard options. Yeah, they already don't care about clipping, so right. why not just let the beard? Right. Let, free the beard. Yeah. Um, God, what a fantastic game. I I had to rip myself away from it last night. Yeah. Uh, because I would just have kept playing it. You got like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Two a.m. I was like, okay. What's what's the end game like? Like, is there? So that's I haven't looked into any of that at all. Like, is it? Because pretty much Monster Hunter is prep, gear and food. You just fight bigger monsters. Fight bigger monsters. Yeah. Well, there's something called uh, like high rank, right? Mm -hmm. People, I see a lot of people refer to high rank. Yeah. So that that happens at like rank eleven, right? Yeah. Eleven or twelve, <laughs> and that's when a lot of the game opens up, mm -hmm. apparently. And that's is that? I'm assuming that's like towards the end of the story. Or, I think so. Yeah. Um, so apparently, like, there's. There's an achievement I saw for like level 99 hunter rank or level 100 hunter rank. All right. So there's a lot of game there. Um, I'm looking forward to the like I keep comparing it to like Destiny meets Dark Souls, and I know there's more to it than that, but like I'm ready for the all right. Let's get three friends together and let's just tackle this huge ass monster. Yeah, the co just, man, the yeah. in this game. Huh. That, that, that's my palico, and that's my cat. <laughs> so awesome. Oh yeah, man, I freaking love those things. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I want to get some friends together and just like let's hunt. Giant monsters. Let's take down Godzilla. Oh, yes. it, I mean, it, it's a little bulky, but it's the perfect land game, like land party. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, like, we uh, had uh, a couple friends come over this past weekend, and it, it's bulky. You got to get the yeah. TVs. Land parties are hard. But then when they got over, it was just like, okay, we could just like talk in the room and like we're hunting together. We're like, sounds like we might my, need to. My, maybe... be, my best friend is visiting next week, yeah. and I have two PS4s, so maybe I'll set up a land and we'll play. I'm sounds, oh, yeah. so excited. Sounds like we might need to maybe like. Rent out a conference room. For yeah. yeah. Got some important business meetings to get to, man. Hunt some mons. All right. Well, that's Monster Hunter. It's a great game. Uh, what do you guys say we talk about some news? All right. So, uh, news. The news. So, first up this week, Microsoft's not doing so hot. No. Some problems with exclusives. And, uh, we're getting some speculation that maybe Microsoft's going to fill the void in their money hole. That's what they call it. Yep. Maybe they're going to be buying up technical term. some publishers. And people are thinking, what if they buy a Valve? What if they buy a PA? What if they, what if they just own all of PC gaming by buying Gabe Newell? Who can buy Gabe Newell, though, really? But mm. So, yeah. That's, what, what, what else do you know about that? Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. There's a lot of like speculation from analysts that um, Xbox is currently looking to pick up some more publishers because they are aware and have made it a like, statement that they are having some issues with exclusives on the platform. Um, so there have been a lot of speculation that, like, who could they buy? Like, EA's probably in the running, and it's going to cost a ton of money. But do you, th you really think, like, Microsoft has the, 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 the potential to buy EA? I mean, they're obviously a big company, but... For EA, yes, and I think kind of it, it makes sense, but I don't know... 
I feel like that's going to be like we're going to start these talks and then it's going to not end well. Yeah, because how I see that working out is EA's most important title is FIFA. And what does the world own? Xboxes or P PS4s? Right now, PS4s. And uh, so I think there's a, a, something came out that right now it's like PS4s are like double like the console. It's pretty much two to one. And then like, or even like worldwide, what has a wider reach? PS3 or PS4 or PS or Xbox 360. Sure. sure. Um, so as long as like they're wanting to continue being just a, a money hole themselves from FIFA, I don't see them like closing off that unless it's like we still get to make. FIFA? Well, okay, so some of the things EA has are uh, like Battlefield, uh, they have Dead Space, which I'd love to see Dead Space come back, yeah. uh, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Titanfall, um, but like most of the value is held in licenses like Star Wars uh, and like the sports titles. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, EA's on the, on the table for kind of some of the speculation. Well, There's EA only owns a Star Wars license for so many more years, right? Correct. Until what, 2020? 2020? 2020, I think. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, by the time that deal goes through, they might not have it anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like EA's mentioned, Valve was mentioned, um, PUBG's core, whatever their studio's named. Yeah, um, Blue Hole or Blue Blue Moon, <laughs> Blue, 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 Blue Money Hole, Blue Money Hole. Yeah. yeah, which pretty much is what Blue like <laughs> PUBG is right now. Well, I mean, it's just a money hole. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see some of the smaller, like that's a, that's a developer right now. I guess yeah. they publish their, they self-publish their own game, but I don't know. I, I can't really see. Microsoft being able to, I don't see Valve selling at all to anyone. All they do is print money. They, mm -hmm. they, they dominate the PC game market. They get 30% of all sales on Steam, which adds up to quite a few dollars. And like, why would they give any of that up just, to, just for a, a, a payout? Yeah. When right now they can operate their company independently, make a ton of money, pay all their employees to coast, well, like I mean, here's the thing though: is like if they do, if they were to purchase Valve for any reason, then they have the whole, pretty much the whole market on PC gaming, outside of maybe like Blizzard and BattleNet. Um, they would be able to maybe put out, dare I say it, Half-Life Three, uh, Portal Three. Like they if would Microsoft have, tried to put out Half-Life Three, I would shoot myself because it would, it would be, it would be the nothing worst like what it usually is. Yeah. yeah, right. It, it would be nothing like what the you know the original idea of Half-Life was, but they would have the ability to finally put out things like Half-Life 3, Portal 3, any kind of crossovers between the two that would, they would like. Yeah. Um, Team Fortress, I believe, as well. Um, which, I mean, they've put out, what is the orange box that mm -hmm. had that bundle beforehand and yeah. did pretty well on the console. Uh, that's a possibility. They've also talked about Take-Two, uh, which they tried to buy, I think, a decade ago, mm. and that fell through as well, but that's another possibility. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not. It's that's like a, a speculation, story. right? Like Microsoft has to do something to get exclusives under their belt, and like right now they're trying to crank out like Sea of Thieves, which there's been a they're, lot of cool gameplay on. They're doing bizarre shit though. They are like, they're they're any exclusives they have are completely negated by the fact that they have Play Anywhere because I'm never going to play it on an Xbox. Yeah, right. Like I'll buy the exclusives, but I'm not buying your hardware, which is that's what they want. They want you in their ecosystem, but I'm not there. Right. So yeah. it's it's really weird to me. Yeah. Um, but how about a non-speculation story? Go for it. Couple games are shutting down. Gigantic and Paragon. Gigantic sad. Gigantic is sad. You know, I, I remember I saw seeing that game a lot at yeah. Paxes. Yep. Um, they pushed that hard. So Gigantic is a MOBA launched July 2017th, and it announced this week that July 31st mm. is is last day. Uh, made it a year. They, they said specifically, the game is a unique and exciting experience that captured many hearts and minds. Unfortunately, it did not resonate with as many players as we'd hoped, which is sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, well, they, they kind of came on the tail end of 
of the MOBA genre, I would say. It has uh, such a cool art style, too. such a cool art style. And the thing about Gigantic was it wasn't just a MOBA, right? Right, it was like... I mean, I think it's, it's... I think that's the problem, is the perception around the game was like, it's just a MOBA. Yeah. Right, like, I, I tried to play it, and it was kind of, like, I'm a, I actually play a lot of MOBAs, like League, Dota 2, yeah. uh, Heroes of the Storm, um, but I couldn't quite get into Gigantic. From yeah. what I understand of the premise, was that basically it is the same MOBA of, like, you have enemy base and your base, but each of the enemy bases are these giant monsters that rotate around the map, and occasionally will fight each other as you do damage to them, and there's, like, certain phases you go through. I played the beta a little bit, and it just didn't hook me as much. Uh, I actually, yeah, like Cole mentioned earlier, I hadn't even realized the game had come out. Yeah, I, I'd heard about Gigantic for a long time, and I was like, oh, that looks like a cool game. I might play it when it comes out. And now it's been a <laughs> year. It's you still been out got a for chance. seven months. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're going to put out one final update that I think is going to release, like, like, a new champion, and then three months later they're shutting down the servers. Yeah, so. That is a shame. Um, also, an ep Epic announced that they're shutting down Paragon in April, so it's very soon. So you got like maybe three months to play it, maybe two and a half months or so. The critically acclaimed Paragon. I, I didn't even touch that one. That I mean, wasn't. visually, beautiful game. Uh, but that was, uh, I believe, mostly just a MOBA. Uh, their quote was, after careful consideration and many difficult internal debates, we feel there isn't a clear path for us to grow Paragon into a MOBA that retains enough players to be sustainable. Um, I, I feel bad for Epic. I feel like they're swinging and missing a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but Fortnite's doing good, so. Yeah, that's actually, I think, one of the reasons why Paragon is shutting mm. down is because, like, Fortnite kind of came out of nowhere and was a huge success mm. for them, as far as I can tell. Uh, and that they were like, we want to focus more of our efforts on Fortnite and mm. that whole Battle Royale Minecraft mashup. Yep. Uh, and I think it's doing great. It's doing really good. Um, People love that. Yeah, it's a shame. I don't know anyone that plays Paragon, though, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. We had a few yeah. people playing at Extra Life, but I think, like, in front of it looked like it looked really cool, uh, yeah. but I, not a lot of people were I, into it. I also have to wonder how many of these, like, not well-established MOBAs are, like, I mean, because all I hear about is Battle Right now, which is, like, just a multiplayer... It's a good... It's Arena. It's like a mobile yeah. light. It's like, yeah, it's like, wow, Arena. Yeah. You, it's just, you which have... Which, to me, sounds awesome, because I... Fucking love WoW Arena. Yeah, it's just it's skill shots. It's like a MOBA version of WoW Arena. It's yeah. fun. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. really fun game. There's a pool of champions to choose from that you dive into this arena, and it's just a very like quick matches, which is I it was think like, something. It was like Smite. The way we played Smite. Right. Right. Yeah. right. So Arena um, Smite. Yeah. Um, I mean, this kind of this kind of leads to the question of we're seeing a lot of new battle royale games. Mm -hmm. Seeing uh, Fortnite. There's that Darwin Project game. Obviously, PUBG is doing really well, and whatever other ones are going to come. And we're not seeing any announcements for new MOBAs, and really, as far as I've seen, and we're not, and, and big MOBAs from big names are shutting down. So yeah. Gigantic and Paragon are shutting down. So is this the end of the MOBA era? Are, we, are, are MOBAs going the way I, of the MMO kind of? I wouldn't say yeah. that they're going away. I'd like, say they're going the way of MMO. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, League of Legends is still a huge, like, Wow corner. is still huge. I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, you, you'll, st there'll still yeah. be people playing yeah. MOBAs, right. but there was it, it was the zeitgeist for a while. Everyone was making a MOBA, sure, yeah. and I and that the same thing happened with MMOs. And now there's very few MMOs, and most people play like the older ones that have been established for years. Yeah, right. If you're um, looking at the history of gaming, it was like the MMO era, and then the MOBA era, right. and now I think we're seeing the Battlegrounds yeah, right. era. So do you, do you, I I feel like that's the way we're going. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I, I oh, think yeah. I think it's been a weird kind of like MOBAs kind of replaced RTSs and MMOs, and. Now they're even like 
kind of smushing and compressing even more for these arena games, these um, where it is just hey, let's have this super concise 15, 20 minute experience that like sometimes MOBAs can surpass, like MOBAs can get up to an hour long. Yep. Um, but no, people who just want to do quick, like I also want the skill shots. I don't want to have to worry about last hitting. They're also yeah. ba like battle royale games have a much lower entry level of, of skill. Yeah. Like you don't need to understand buy orders, and you don't need to know like yeah. if you should be in the jungle. What's my build? Like what? right. Oh, like, I'm getting yelled at for not last hitting. Like I don't know what like, that means. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I think the other thing is also that like MOBAs tend to take. A lot of time to play. Yeah, like yeah. one one match is an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. If like at minimum twenty minutes. Whereas PUBG, you drop in, you die, cool, you roll right. Well, into also the next PUBG match. has a set time limit every time you play. Exactly. The circle, like the last circle is going to close in, and you can go on past the last circle a little longer. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to be another ten minutes when you get to the last circle. Right. Right. Um, so are you? You're you're kind of a mobile guy. You've played some yeah, mobiles. Yeah. Are, are you disappointed that it's going this way? Or are you more into the the way that the, the battle royales are doing? Um, I I don't know. I'm not. The main thing I'm disappointed about is kind of what I got disappointed with MMOs, where with that competition it kind of pushed WoW to try harder. It pushed WoW to go, oh, this other MMO is doing this. Let's take that, put it in our game, except make it Blizzard. Right. Um, and so yeah, for uh, for MOBAs it's like okay, well. There might have been somebody out there. Like, I think that's a really cool idea to have your main base moving around the map. Yeah, it's a cool idea. And uh, it just didn't grab a lot of people, I guess. But I think yeah. it, like two of us didn't know it was out. Right. So maybe there's some marketing there. Yeah, or like advertisement that could have been done better, but still. Yeah, I mean, Jigginix had a problem for a long time. They had some some like layoffs way back, and they've had they've kind of gone on a roller right. coaster. Yeah, um, I um like I still play League of Legends every now and then. I'll drop into a match, but like I just don't have time anymore, man. Like it's yeah. way easier for me to be like I'm going to play Rainbow Six Siege or Hearthstone. Yeah. I don't see League or like Heroes of the Storm going anywhere anytime soon, but I think we're definitely seeing the shift into the Battlegrounds era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll see it loop back around and it'll be all about Counter-Strike Go again and mm -hmm. then back to MOBAs and then MMOs and mm -hmm. eventually maybe we'll get that nice little loop. MMOBAs. Yeah. MMOBAs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so the last news story we have today is about cheating and lying. Don't do it. Uh, so Todd Rogers has held the wor world record. Do you know who Todd Rogers is? I do now. World's first gamer. World's first pro gamer. World's gamer. first. He's not the first gamer. I don't know why I said that. It's not <laughs> he's true. the world's first gamer. <laughs> That's also lying. <clears throat> Breaking news. Um, so he's held the world record. He's most well known for holding the world record for dragster for 35 years. Dang! Damn! What a what a world record! That's all. That is he must be the longest standing the record. The best gamer. He has seen the evolution of gaming. Yeah. It's the longest standing record on the Twin Galaxies website, a place that tracks records like this and speedrun times and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, he's also had a Guinness record for this for having the longest standing record. Um, but this week, just this week, he was it was exposed that he was a liar. The world's and, first. And gamer. he was he was thrown out. Because not only did he lie about his time, because he's a jerk, but he lied and, and said that his time was a 5.51, and that is a physically impossible time to get in dragster. If you're going to lie, lie intelligently. Lie well. Lie I mean, better. I guess you're not going to get caught for 35 years. Sure. <laughs> but. One day. 
will have the technology to determine what is physically impossible in an Atari game. Like, the majority of his later. life, he's been a record holder. Right. So it's like, he can, okay, pass it, like... And he had multiple records that were thrown out. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I mean, a lot of falsified records. So, yeah. the guy, uh, there, there's been a lot of people that question the dragster uh, record specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, people have gone out there and made spreadsheets, document, like, basically showing the, the best possible time uh, is a 5.54, and that's by a computer, and I think the best possible human time is a 5.57, yes. which has been achieved by a lot of people. Um, but he's also been scrutinized for other records that he might have falsified. He's, he's, been, he's admitted to, to putting in a record that was totally fake, mm -hmm. um, like on the, the Twin Galaxies website. Um, so a record for Brent Barnstorming of 32.04, which was also proven impossible. You've played Barnstorming before? Mm -mm. Oh, I love that game. I grew up on that game. Yeah, That's what me made too. me a gamer. Um, a record first gamer. of... First gamer. <laughs> a record... This, this, so he has a Donkey Kong score of 15 million exactly on Donkey Kong, which is uh, only around 15 times higher than second place. That seems feasible. Uh, I don't know. And on Centipede, which he also holds the record for, his record was 65 million, which is... Uh, only 1.1 million times higher than second place. I like so, that it's it's 65 million exactly. Right. Like he was playing, he's like, ah, I'm done here. I'm good, good. here. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's like when you <laughs> fill up the gas and you want to get exactly $20. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, I could go higher, right. but I, I think I'm good. Uh, so, one of the problems that 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 led to this was that most of the records that he submitted were before video proof was required, video or image proof. So, uh, they don't really under like. It's sort of confusing to hear about the dragster one because they made him prove it again in front of a judge. Yeah. Um, and the judge verified it. Um, and they're like, okay, well, obviously the judge verified it. He's good. We're good. That's fine. And but what? But people dug into this judge. Man on the inside. And it turns out this judge ain't so ain't so good. Yeah. The judge is uh, he's now in jail. Oh. Falsifying speedrunning records. No, it's not true. He's in jail for being a, he's in jail for being a pedophile, oh. which is a lot worse than <laughs> yeah. that. Burying uh, <laughs> the lead here. That's a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. the cops bust down the door and they're like, "Get down on the ground! You've broken this!" Oh no, wait. Oh no, this is way worse than. Yeah, we, well, that's that's this is the kind of thing that I, I feel about the story. Is like now that you, now that I've said that, it's like is, is falsifying a speedrunning record really the worst thing in the world? No, maybe not. Um, but no, you know the guy's in jail. So so Todd was like. Well, I gave him all my videos of proof of me doing all these records, and he's in jail, so you can't have them. So, yeah, that's all my proof. I don't need to prove anything else. Uh, Wait, how does that work? He's in jail, you can't have him. Right. Okay. There's like they're just they're, they're they, they, he said that they were confiscated as evidence. Uh, what was on this? Okay. <laughs> all right. My my high scores were on the same hard drive as what the police confiscated, okay. so we can never get those back. Um, but thankfully, Twin Galaxies. Uh, uh, and the Guinness Book of World Records removed him because they were like, we don't want anything to do with this guy. <laughs> we don't need this uh, drama. But Twin Galaxies also put out a statement saying, based on the complete body of evidence presented in this official dispute thread, Twin Galaxies administrative staff has been has unanimous, unanimously decided to remove all of Todd Record's scores as well as ban him from participating in our competitive leaderboards. Um, so... The, the questions that this brings up is like, how did this go on for so long? How does this guy have so many goddamn records? Like, I think it's something like, how many records? 1,700 records? Sen he, wow. Yes. Uh, you'd be really good at a lot of games. 1,700 exactly. 1,700. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted the exact yeah, number. He even put uh, a, I just found a Facebook post by him where he put like a 
six paragraph, like almost kind of defending himself, but also being like, guys, high scores don't matter. What matters is that you have fun playing video games. So let's forget about all of so this. So why did you make sure you had 1,700 <laughs> world records? <laughs> Dude, fair, the guy got paid. Who cares about his yeah. records, man? Here's the guy like, had a career. Yeah. Here's some of, the statement, or some of the stuff he wrote. He's like, Twin Galaxies has made their decision to ban me from their database. Although I disagree with their decision, I must applaud them for their strong stance on the matter of cheating. Yeah. And then he goes on, and eventually he's just like, Though gamers such as this guy and this guy may have given some people the idea that high scores are all that matters, gaming is not life. Gaming is meant to be fun. The competitive aspect of it should be used to bring people together in pursuit of a common goal, not to tear down friendships and communities. And take away my awards. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, so do you think, does this destroy Twin Galaxies' credibility for you? Uh, maybe a little bit. I like, mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not really like into getting on Twin Galaxies and be like, what's yeah. the high score in this? I bet I can. You know how many it. times I've visited Twin Galaxies T to look into this article? This many. All right then. <laughs> Even then, it was a different article we got the <laughs> yeah. numbers from. Yeah. Um, so, have you guys ever had someone cheat on you in, in a video game? Oh, in a video game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Probably like maybe playing like N64 and someone reached up and like unplugged my controller. And that's that's not like, cheating. That's yeah. sabotage. But <laughs> I've had like I mean of course like screen cheating is like simple. That's that's infuriating. Yeah. Is there uh, anything worse than that? It's like I'm hiding under a desk in a dark room. You yeah. could not have found me. Yeah. Hacks, man. Yeah. Hacks can be really uh, annoying. No, that was like playing old uh, like through Game Boy Advance Pokemon and having to worry about like Game Sharkers. Oh, yeah. Or, like, uh, I remember there was a specific cheating device just made for Pokemon Silver and Gold. Yeah. That was like, okay, we can make it look like you your Pokemon is legit, and here are the stats that, like, we can... It's not legit, because you can have 100 in every stat. But it's like, okay, well, the, uh, idiot kids aren't going to be able to tell. Uh-huh. Right. I, so, I had someone trade me a... a, me, a, a wow, I... Me, yep, I you forgot got the name. You can do it. You? Mew, yes. Yeah. Oh, so I was like, I was like wanted a meow. To come to no, there's a meow. Uh, yeah, no, it traded me a Mew, like a level 100, for a pigeon, a Pidgeotto. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is a great trade I made. I really suckered that guy. Yeah. <laughs> little did I know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's all a little different. Like, people that ch cheat in records um, aren't directly affecting you like they do in multiple games. But I guess if sure. you're also going for the record and it's an unattainable record, that's a real pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, you nowadays though, like how, I mean, how much are in, like about all like trying to get the highest score in anything? Now well, it's all about like esports players or what? No, like, it's well, speed, speed, speed runs. running. Well, yeah, there's speed People running. People love speed running and I, and I could totally understand like if someone, if someone posted a fake time and you haven't, you can't verify it and you can't beat it, that'd be really frustrating, especially if it's a game you're really good at and you probably have the record in otherwise. The speedrunning community though, does like a really good job of like making sure that you are submitting the right information. Uh, I'm sure maybe we could see some kind of scandal like this in the speedrunning community. Oh, I'm, I, I, think, I think I was, well, looking at this story, I was seeing a lot of like, this person cheated and here's how. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting. And also that guy's a weird compulsive liar. Why would he lie so many times? It's so weird, dude. For the prize money. Yeah. It's just well, for the love of games. I also have to imagine, like, at a certain point, it's like he's getting maybe some kind of sponsorship deal. Yeah, right. he's, he's a, he was yeah. the first pro gamer. He was getting paid to do this. Getting paid to lie about being good at games. So. Yeah, if, there's one video, which is a little, is kind of cringy, where they have him playing Dragster, and he's like, oh, it's so weird. Like, I'm getting, you know, 5.83. It's like, as soon as the camera starts rolling, I, I don't do so hot. You know, it must be the pressure of the cameras. Got a nerves problem. Um, so, yeah. Well, that is our glitch, please, for the week.
Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, join us, uh, if you're a first member, for New Game Plus, where we're going to talk about other stuff as well, and more stuff too. We'll see you there. Thank you.